Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And welcome into Fantasy Sports today here on SportsGrid. Craig Mish, along with Joe Ranieri, with you here on the show as we continue to update our programming and give you guys the latest as to what is going on in the world of sports, the world of fantasy sports. Of course, a lot of the other shows here on Sports Grid talking a lot of sports wagering. There are some opportunities out there for horse racing and other sports across the world. Unfortunately, in our world here in the United States of America, uh, very little going on, but we continue to update you on everything that's happening. Don't forget to always log on to YouTube and like and subscribe to SportsGrid, which is our 24-hour TV network. You can watch all of our shows on demand, whatever you want. Pluto TV, Zumo TV, and Stir are three different apps that are absolutely free, and they also will provide you not just with our content, but content like on-demand shows and movies and things of that nature are also available uh, on Apple TV as well. So make sure, for those of you who are enjoying the programming and like watching it to subscribe and like and let us know that you're watching these shows and you're really enjoying it we'll continue to produce programming for you 24 hours a day seven days a week all right joe so here we are uh, another day in, in the life without sports and uh it was certainly interesting to see the day pass and have no opening day and no baseball mm. and uh and i gotta tell you of all the things that i've experienced in sports and in life it was a very eerie day uh, just kind of watching the day go by with all of these pre-recorded games yeah. and video games being played on social media. And, and Joey, look, you've been in the sports world you know, just as long as I have, if not longer. And, uh, and I've seen it all, but I got to tell you, an eerie, eerie feeling having an opening day go by with no games. It's terrible. It, it really is because it just feels like a giant, uh, a giant part of you is, is missing. And, you know, we, we've said it, sports throughout history. In the most trying of times, in, in crisis, it, it's always been an outlet for us. It's always been an outlet for people in this country to be able to, you know, kind of kick back, relax, and be like, all right, let us, uh, let us distract ourselves for a couple of minutes. We're talking wartime. Uh, you know, we're talking other pandemics. There have been a lot of trying times in this country, and sports has always been there. And we're talking completely taken off the map. It is a very strange time, and it's getting stranger day by day. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely different. I think that once the shock has moved away a little bit from opening day, and of mm -hmm. course, uh, we'll talk about what Rob Manfred said, the commissioner of baseball, some of the changes that are going to be in store. This is all very fluid as we go here. So uh, if anything changes while we're here on the show, we'll bring it to you. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that people always ask me, Joe, and, you know, I'm you know, posting videos every once in a while over to SportsGrid. If you go to our Twitter handle at SportsGrid, you can see them are just like interesting topics and questions. And before we get into opening day and essentially what we missed, because I do want to talk about some of the starting pitchers that inevitably I believe there will be a season, and when it happens, we'll see them again on opening day. Um, what are you doing, Joe, to pass the time besides doing like five shows on, uh, <laughs> on, on, on SportsGrid? Like what's part of your routine? I think for people who are watching our networks, they'd like to know. Uh, what you're up to you know I, I i took this opportunity it was interesting when it when it all came down and it all started uh you know the blocks started to fall the chips started to fall yeah uh and we realized that you know one of the biggest from a sports betting perspective certainly it was one you know when you lose march madness and then it starts to trickle down and you start realizing that there's uh there's a lot of things that are going to be missing here over the next couple of weeks and and tournament after tournament the signal of of uh of what many of us realize is spring being the masters i mean you go down the list all of these events have been canceled we're starting to question whether or not college football at this point is even going to uh is going to start or even be played this year so i thought it would be a good time to kind of retake stock into what you've been doing from a you know in my case a, a sports betting perspective a lot of okay. times because of all the things going on, certainly you had the NBA, NHL, um, you know, we had the, the football. We had all of these things happening over the last couple of months. And a lot of people, sometimes it, you get into bad habits, Craig, and that's what happens. And, you know, so this time is a good time to kind of 
reevaluate your bankroll, kind of take a look at some of the past bets, some of the past things that you've done and go, wow, that was probably stupid. You know, kind of reevaluate some of the mistakes that you've made over the last couple of months and refocus and get yourself ready because sports is coming back. And when it does, you got to be very careful not to be like that kid in a candy store and want to bet on everything. You got to be disciplined. And now would be a good time to kind of take stock in, in what you've done over the last couple of months and see if there's ways that you can improve individually. I was looking for like a meal you've had or a, a, a tree outside oh, you've seen. Who or... eats? <laughs> I was looking oh. for just something like that. Like, Craig, you know, I walked outside and then I walked back No, in no, no. Was... God, no. We ain't got time for that. No, no. Okay. Ain't got no time All right. For that. Look, you I know, can't I, go I... outside. I'm in Miami. You know that. Yeah, well, you know, I've been, uh, do, you know, going to tennis courts, um, you know, trying to do an hour of tennis and, uh, you know, throwing the baseball around every day. Uh, you know, having kids is a different animal, Joe. It's uh, being out there and, you know, watching Zoom on television for my kids' classes is definitely a unique thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very interesting, yep. I would say, life that we're in right now. Okay, so without further ado... Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you, uh, Joe, my top five opening day starters, okay. and uh, we'll kind of just run through this real quick. And this would have happened had there been an opening day. There would have been all these uh, five pitchers pitching, and then I have some, like, honorable mentions as well. Perfect. Uh, but just to go through them uh, with you one by one here, as you'll see on your screen, uh, Jacob deGrom of the New York Mets I have as my first. Of course, uh, Garrett Cole, a lot of anticipation for him pitching this year with the Yankees. I mean, who would have thought that this guy would sign this this mega contract? We wouldn't even see him, but that's where we're at. Uh, Max Scherzer, I have number three. There's some thought process that Steven Strasburg eventually is going to take over this role from uh, Scherzer. But uh, for now, I'm going with Scherzer as my third. I got Clayton Kershaw. I think Kershaw's uh, primed for a bounce back year. I don't know. Maybe I'm the one on the island this year. But based on everything that I'm told and the way that he looked, at least from his pitch selection and velocity... I think Kershaw has a rebound year this year. Health is obviously going to be a concern with him, but in a shorter season, maybe it won't. And then my five from the outside looking in, nobody would really look at Shane Bieber. You wouldn't consider looking at Shane Bieber, but dude, this, the bottom line is this guy was just so good last year. Mm -hmm. And and I think he does take that next step to becoming one of the top five, top 10 pitchers in the game. So those are the five that I have. Uh, others, of course, an opening day, wouldn't be opening day without Justin Verlander starting many years with the Tigers, many years with the Astros. He has to be included on the list. I usually, at the point when the guys get older, I tend to slide them down lists a little bit. I mean, age is really the end for me with some guys. Uh, Jack Flaherty, to me, probably ends up on this list next year. Very close this year. Uh, Flaherty is a definite Cy Young Award candidate. And then look, with based on the way that Chris Paddock pitched last year, mm -hmm. if this guy gets 10% better, literally, I mean, look at his numbers from last year. If this guy gets 10% better, maybe 20, let's use yeah. that, he could be in line yeah. to be a top three starter in Major League Baseball. So uh, I wanted to put him at least on this like honorable mention type list. So uh, there you have it, Joe. Those are the guys that I am missing not seeing pitch in I, you Major know, League Baseball. There's a couple of names I'm shocked you didn't have on here, but I, you know, we shouldn't be because many of us kind of never see these guys anyway, but maybe we should, certainly from the future standpoint. But the one name I'm going to throw out to you is Charlie Morton, who is a guy that continues to go under the radar here. I don't, I can't, I don't think we can put into words how good he was last year in 2019. Yeah. He was the best starter on a loaded team with nothing but arms, and Charlie just went out there and continued you needed a game to win. I can't think of anybody else other than Charlie Morton I would have thrown out there. Yeah, and, and he completely reinvented himself. I know Charlie very well. He's appeared on my shows through the years, uh, both video and tele and uh, and radio. Um, you know, I, I think this is Charlie's last year pitching in the big leagues, Joe. Really? I mean, he yeah, I do. I think this is it. Um, you know, he basically took that gig with the Rays to be closer to his home. In, uh, in Florida, right. and, and he really is just that kind of guy that was very happy with his career, believe it or not, even before he went to the Astros. But two years ago, well, it was three years ago, actually, in spring training, uh, when the ballpark of the Palm Beaches uh, in Palm Beach opened, uh, there was a big spike in his velocity going up. And so that was a big trigger for me in the fantasy world. Fortunately, that was one of my big hits from that season. But you're right. Look, Joe, in terms of where he pitches, it's a good environment for him. Um, look, there's without question, he's still a he's a top ten pitcher. But I think that an interesting year is coming for him 
because I think this is it. I think this is the last year that he's going to end up pitching in the big leagues. It's just not about, I mean, it always is about money, but it's kind of like not about money for him. He's a different kind of guy, big, big into his family. But look, you bring up a great name for sure. Uh, Does he have the sizzle that some of the other guys that I mentioned? No, I don't think so. But the stats, he has those. Yeah, he he is a guy that will go out there. I do think, uh, I I believe Snell is coming up on that. uh, You mentioned money there with Tampa, but I think Snell's getting to that point where you're going to make too much money for us, so we're going to have to trade you anyway. Uh, But some of the younger guys, uh, Giolito, Lucas Castillo come to mind. Some of this next wave of guys, I I love Lucas, but I got to tell you, I got to see him more than one year. I think this is a huge year for him too as well, but he's going to anchor that rotation, and he needs to be their ace. Yeah, and, and look, the White Sox are definitely in a, in a much better position uh, this season, not just from a pitching perspective, but from a hitting perspective as well. And I think that there's a lot of people, Joe, that are in the same boat as you, both reality and fantasy on Giolito, because uh, none of the outliers, with the exception of two or three starts two years ago, even pointed toward anything as right. to what he did last year. So uh, you're right. You know, Coming off one year, it's really hard to buy back in fully on the next year, but certainly a lot of people have done that so far in the uh, in the fantasy season and who even knows at this point what the fantasy season should even be called joe like like did we even have a fantasy season i know that there are a lot of people out there who who, who are still drafting and who have drafted and uh, a lot of the experts leagues joe that i participated in they're like yeah we're gonna we're, you're still gonna hold your teams I, I gotta tell you maybe it's just me i would throw everything away that has been done to this point. i would do it all over again if, if we get a definitive start time and it looks like that's coming down here over the next day or two and it's mm-hmm. June or July and, you know, we're looking at 100, 150, I would throw it all out uh, as, I mean, who are you, what leagues that I did that were experts leagues or helped anybody? Did right. it, everything changed. Pitchers were healthy. Pitchers yep. were hurt. Hitters were healthy. Hitters were hurt. Seasons are different. Roster size is going to be different. And I understand that we all had to play under those parameters. And also I understand, Joe, it is really hard to get 12, 15 guys at the same time in a room or in a chat room or even in person to redraft again. Don't get me wrong. Scheduling is a big part of this. Yep. But I, I would commit to everybody in the fantasy industry um, to redo everything. I, I would, really? I would re- I, yeah, I would redo it all. I don't, I don't think that anything is going to be relevant from from anything anybody did in February and March. Wow. And how much are you going to gain? And it's interesting, and we'll talk about this on the, on the way back, but how much is there to gain from another three weeks of, even if they do come back, abbreviated season, how much is there to gain over the uh, over a three-week, you know, all right, we got to restart spring training? I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but the question has to be asked, and, and some of the, the notes are starting to come out. Like, Joe, okay, so let's say the rosters are expanded from 26 to 30 players. Like, And, and here's just a, a fantasy conversation that I would have with you, Joe, is that if, if, if the season ends up having it, it looks like it very well uh, will eventually be announced to have doubleheaders, right? right? Okay, so that's part of the equation at least once a week. If, if you're just throwing away the All-Star game, which certainly seems to be a, a pretty strong possibility right. at this point also, you're going to have to play during that time, and you're playing into November. Joe, what Major League Baseball manager that's competing for a title is going to throw his closer out three days in a row? Never. It is not going to happen. Saves are going to go down to like, like there's going to be five different guys getting saves on your fantasy team this year. I don't think there's going to be one guy. You'd be crazy to use the guy over and over again. How many starting pitchers for the first two months of the season, given that they have to have a restart, are going to go more than five innings in a game? You're playing in a fantasy league with wins. Who in the world's getting wins (laughs) this year in fantasy? So, you know, those are just some of the things that I've thought about. And I know that it could be anecdotal. And again, Joe, I don't want to diminish the idea that this isn't like betting where you could just sit in your house and you could pop on a laptop, you could pop right. on your phone on an app. Okay, it's not like that. Everyone has to get together. It's two, three hours. But if it was me and I am doing a show on fantasy, I would commit personally to, you know, once knowing the parameters of where everything is at, right. once a, re, uh, a spring training restart is announced and that first day that they all go back on the field again, and it'll be probably three weeks, I would recommit to doing uh, all of the drafts. And by the way, Anybody that's that has put a dollar into some of these NFBC drafts, Joe, like they, they put down a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks right. or five hundred bucks worth of draft, like I mean, it's possible you could have just thrown your money away by doing those. There's no choice on that, but um, I, I like as much data and info as possible to do yeah. these things. There's so much luck involved. But you got you got to know the rules, right? I mean, you got to know what's the uh, what can hurt you, what can help you, and right now that's in a lot of leagues right now. 
Uh, guys are so a anxious to sign up and, and get going, but if you don't know the rules in which we're playing it, and, and if they do expand the rosters, Craig, um, how many of those are going to be pitchers, you think? I mean, a lot. How, you know what I yeah, mean? So a lot, of course. A lot, a lot. You're, that's a great crazy. point. It's, it's a great point. Again, you know, use the and we'll wrap with this. You, whoever you think the best closer, I don't like any closers in baseball, but let's just say that, um, you know, we'll use Roberto Osuna on Houston mm -hmm. as one of the best closers in baseball. If you're the Astros and you know that you're competing at the end of the season, are you going to really throw Osuna you know, yeah. in 40% of your games? You're going to save him for that cold in November or whenever they're going to play these games. We have to know these things before we draft. If you want to if you want to do mock drafts, do mock drafts. Have some fun with it. Get together with your buddies. But don't put a dollar down on any of these things. You're throwing your money away. Nope. Uh, we'll be back with more right here on Sports Grid. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe, don't go away. Pharrell. Coast to coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish along with Joe Ranieri here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com, YouTube, Pluto TV, Zumo TV, Stir, even Apple TV. So many different ways that you can watch our network. And keep in mind that every single day that you are watching us here on SportsGrid is another day that we're providing content for you. Uh, in addition, this show is also in podcast audio form. It is Fantasy Sports Today. You can find it in the iTunes Store or Google Play, and even the uh, audio is over at Stitcher or Audioboom.com. And the very important part of this that I would advise to you, as I talk about on every one of these shows, if you like the content, especially on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe to the show. You'll get notified every single time a new show is out for you, and you can Watch me and Joe do these shows every single day as we uh, lead you up to the return of sports mm -hmm. in America. Uh, one of the things that was announced, and I thought that it was interesting, because I think that, uh, I mean, who would have thought that the WNBA would be the leader of how all potential drafts could go? Uh, but, yes, the WNBA announced, and, again, uh, maybe you're into uh, you know wagering on WNBA. Years ago, I tried it, Joe. It did not go well. I quit. <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not even going down this road again. But, but to mention it is right. interesting because they've chosen to do an all-virtual draft yep. on April the 17th, which basically is going to be the commissioner, like us, sitting in the comforts of either our, our own home or mm -hmm. a studio nearby, where they're going to be announcing all the picks. And so, of course, the WNBA draft is not the mecca of all sports drafts. In fact, the NHL draft is also in jeopardy as well. Looks mm -hmm. like they're postponing that. The NFL hasn't really specifically talked about how they're going to conduct this thing. So, Joe, I would ask you that just from a viewer's perspective, what are you looking for the NFL to accomplish I think we'll all be sitting around watching this thing because, mm -hmm. I mean, it's the only thing that we're going to have going on at the time. So, honestly, it really won't matter. It's going to get unbelievable right. ratings. It's a sporting event in the country. That's correct. But what could make it interesting for you? What you know, how, how should they handle, if you're the producer of this broadcast, what are some of the things that you would like to see done that you think that they can accomplish? Yeah, there's so many question marks uh, going into that. So, we know it started out as it, it was going to be this epic block party in Vegas, right? Welcoming in the Raiders, so much going on there. There was going to be so much fun to happen, and then all of a sudden that got 86. But they were very careful not to 86 the day altogether, the date. So the, everything that we've heard of the NFL is they're pushing forward to keep it in this date here in the next couple of weeks. So then, you know, you're right. Well, how do you do that? Well, is it going to be a studio show? Okay, it's a studio show. So that means they're going to send cameras out to all the teams. They're going to put a camera in the, you know, in the war room of each of these right. teams. They're going right. to have a list of, obviously, much like they would on the first day of a, a lot of the draft picks, who most of them threw parties, guys, right? How many times have we seen the cameras in guys' houses with, you know, 40, 50 relatives and I friends? I know. That's out the window now. And, and by know. the way, Joe, I think the war room is out the window. Uh, I don't well, the war room itself has 30, 40 guys in it. That's out. So now we're looking at no more than groups of 10. So I, I do think you'll have cameras set up in, in a lot of places as far as every one of the facilities uh, that can be or at a different location. Every team will be represented. I think a handful of guys that are going to go at the top. The cameras will be there, and it's going to be the most lackluster celebration 
in the world, it's going to be immediate family for these kids and so on, sure. and that's fine. Um, but there's not going to be a lot of fanfare to this. There's going to be a lot of, you know, there's going to be a lot of mort. There's going to be a lot of. Uh, it's a, it's lot like of, a ticker. I think the yeah. whole draft is just a ticker. How do you how do you think Walking that the draft picks are going to be announced? Yeah, I I do think they'll probably have a camera at the NFL headquarters, and that's where it'll originate from. Um, and, and you think Roger Goodell is just going to be sitting at a desk like, I, like I, us? I, yeah. It or could you, be, right? I don't know. Set up a, somewhere. They'll probably have it in New York originated from, and they'll coordinate. And and although, who knows? Uh, you know, with the way New <laughs> York crazy, right, right now, they might cancel that too. So and Roger Goodell at his house in his pajamas just giving out the picks? Could be. I, we I can mean, guarantee this, though. It's going to be watched. They're gonna oh, be yeah. Able, <laughs> of course, there's nothing else going to be on. You a blank screen and just throw <laughs> right. up a name and we don't watch it. So, no, it could yeah. be. I mean, literally, if it was a ticker yeah. and, and nothing else and just audio from people breaking it down. Because, again, uh, you know, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, yeah. uh, you know, all of the people who break this down, they, they're not going to be together. No, they're going to be mean, separate. I mean, in all likelihood, they're going to be in different places. Yep. And, you know, I don't think that anybody's really stopped to think about the hardest job that people are going to have here are the people who are producing this thing yeah. and getting everybody together. Cut the on... camera 86. No, 96. No, I'm sorry. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. And, and, and like, look, I understand for the players, um, they're going to be in some sort of quarantine. So how does that work? Do, does like, uh, do the camera crew, do they knock on the door outside and say, our cameras are here. You want to just bring it in? And then does the player have to like set up his own camera in his yeah. house sure. it's and put on his own central. mic? It's going to be webcam central. That every camera is going to be tied into their network. And like you said, you could literally have 125 cameras that a producer is going to be looking at going, True. oh, man, I got to cut to this guy because they're all going to be in separate places. All Let's figure 32 uh, picks, right? So that means you're going to have 31 picks. You're going to have 31 cameras at least at maybe even more than that, 40 or 50, depending on who you think is going to go in the first round. Um, there's, there's a lot of excess going on there that normally doesn't happen. It, it's going to be trying for the network to try And I don't know if it's ESPN or if it's the NFL network, who's carrying it. I mean, NFL network is, is not uh, doing any programming right now. They're not doing any live. No, they're not doing any live program. I mean, I'm sure I'm assuming they will for that, but, um, yeah, like, I don't think that anybody's really stopped to think about it. Look, the bottom line, as you mentioned, is that because of the lack of, of anything happening live. We're all going to be interested of it. But I think that when that draft happens, it is going to be a shock yep. to people because we've all been used to watching it the very same way. And and the way that we used to watch it, it's not even going to be a shell of itself. It's going to be like, cool. like I, mean, I, I mean, I don't even know what to expect. So um, looking forward to seeing, by the way, how they're going to produce this, maybe even more so than the draft itself, to be honest with you. But uh, we'll enjoy it for sure. Uh, Eric Dickerson, uh, Hall of Famer, former running back, of course, with the Rams, the Colts, uh, the uh, the Raiders, ended up playing for the Raiders. I don't know if people even remember that, but he did. Um, he had an interesting tweet where he was reaching out to fans about the uh, new Rams logo. Everyone's, like, up in arms about this. I talked about this a little bit last week, Joe, but, like, you, can't, you cannot succeed making new logos in, in sports. You just can't. Like, no one likes your new logo. No one likes change. Everyone... You can't please everybody. I get that. But when was the last time that somebody produced a logo in sports in the last, I don't know, 20 years where you were just like, wow, that's amazing. Every time it gets ripped, every time people want to go back to the old school, yep. they should just may, may as well leave it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Especially on Twitter. I mean, when's the last time Twitter unanimously liked anything new? <laughs> um, it just never happens. The, you know, the thing that comes back to me is that there was a period of time, like, listen, the Marlins have done this, right? We, we've That's seen true. that. That's true. Uh, but I remember when it used to be the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, guys, when that logo right. first came out. And then they were like, oh, a couple of people got offended. So now it's just the Tampa Bay Rays. To be honest, I don't think anybody in Tampa even knew they changed the name or the logo. To a lot of people in Tampa, they're still the Devil Rays. Uh, yeah. It cracks me up. I, a and how about the Buccaneers? They changed yeah. theirs too. Exactly. The Buccaneers yeah. went from the, you know, the the pewter. Yep. They went to the pewter <laughs> from the old Buccaneer. Now all of a sudden, yep. uh, you know, last few years we've seen Winston run around in the throwbacks there. It's people, like everybody likes the classic. Those Padres, you remember those ugly ass yes. Padre uniforms? Yes. Like a, a, and the White Sox. What's old is what's new again. It's amazing to me. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson the other day posted a video of of you being able to purchase the Seahawks throwbacks. They were yeah. like, yes, yes, yes. Like nobody wants you to change now look i get it uh what what teams are after is your money right 
So uh, that's the smart move. Now, doing all this in the middle of a pandemic, Joe? I don't know. I mean, maybe you wanted to wait a little, little while longer just to see what would have ended up happening. But it's funny to see Eric Dickerson uh, jump in. Yep. And interesting, by the way, for Dickerson, for people who don't know the history there, is, uh, look, Dickerson's seasons with the Rams were far better than they were with the Colts. Yeah, but Dickerson right. actually forced his way out of the Rams, threatening not to play and play at another league. One of the first, um, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's kind of funny that he's the one that's that's being you know, involved in this. But when you think of all-time Rams greats, I mean, really, Deacon Jones, Eric Dickerson, Jack Youngblood, uh, you know, not many players that, that really come to mind. You bring often. up a great point, though, with Dickerson. Think about this for the draft. You know, a lot of times what we would get every year is Hall of Famers on certain yeah. teams come out and announce That's who over. the pick is going to be. So, you know, I, and I think the NFL was smart in going, listen, guys, we're still working on the logistics on how this is all going to work because Listen, there's a lot of things you could do. I think it would be great to have, you know, Joe Namath announce the Jet. You know, if you're going to go that sure. route, some of the old timers, some of the familiar faces, maybe, a, a, you know, you can do that now because guys don't have to be there. You mm -hmm. can do that for every number one draft pick. Have a Hall of Famer for each team and announce it. You could, but you know what the problem is, Joe, is that you got these guys that are going to be like, is this how I do it yeah, on my phone? Yeah, I have yeah, no yeah, idea. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, that's that, that now. Yes, I do. Yes, I understand. That's a great point. But it would be <laughs> kind of cool. It would if be, they could pull it off. Yes. Yeah, if they could pull it off and have a, you know, a Hall of Famer from each team announced uh, because there's no real from their house. center stage, I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's they awesome. could. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's end up with this. Uh, speaking of the Buccaneers, Rashad Perryman, um, you know, who really was like so awesome at the end of the season in fantasy because, of course, of the injuries that the Buccaneers had at wide receiver last year. He ends up signing a one-year contract. On our last show, we didn't really get to him. I thought that at least briefly we would talk about Rashad Perryman. My my guess is, uh, Joe, that that little five six game stretch was simply an unbelievable way that he ended up getting paid. You know, like, I mean, think about it. Had the injuries not happened, we're not even having a discussion about this guy. Correct. Uh, but congratulations for him to taking care of his family the rest of his life. I don't think I want any part of him in fantasy. I, I wouldn't. And uh, listen, the Jets got pretty much the same guy for $2 million less than uh, the Carolina Panthers did. So True. nice move uh, by Joe Douglas and the uh, front office crew there at, uh, at the Jets. I do think uh, it's a unique I'm, – I'm interested to see what's going on. We know – uh, listen, we know he's got no affinity to run the ball. Uh, it's not uh, every running back no. he's ever come into. He is not. Uh, he's alienated. And I know because I was here with him for four years in Miami. Uh, he is a mess. You know that. So I do think the wide receivers, uh, you know, they've got some opportunities. Quincy Anua coming back. Wonder what kind of fantasy value he's going to have. He's going to be a top target. Uh, there's a lot of question marks around that wide receiver core, but you need players, and Perryman is a player, so they got that at a pretty good price. Yeah, they sure did. And look, uh, you know, as the season continues on, we'll continue to talk about a little bit of fantasy football in terms of free agency. Mm -hmm. And uh, a month from now, we'll be diving into the uh, NFL draft as well. And mm -hmm. so uh, here on Sports Grid, we're covering it all for you and continuing to cover all aspects of both fantasy life, gambling life, reality life. We're all kind of going through it with you and uh, letting it happen with you as well. Mm -hmm. uh, what we're going to do is also you know, talk about throughout these shows is some things that happen not just in you know, just general life and sports, but what happened you know, kind of outside of it. And Joe, I mean, you brought up the interesting point is is going back in history yes. and looking at some of the things that, from your perspective, that you're into from a wagering perspective. What I think is interesting is that the amount of of learning that we're doing about sports in this downtime. There are so many people that are posting these different polls about the best teams and the best eras and the best players. Yep. Uh, I mean, I haven't gotten completely caught up in those yet. I'm trying to put together a fantasy league that uh, features a lot of the legends of the game and having it simulated out. That's cool. But, but this is an educated time for a lot of people as well. Like, they're learning so much about sports that they never knew before. Yeah, a ton. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's a great time to be able to put together, and you mentioned it, contingency plans. All right, guys, what if they do? What if they extend the roster? What if they cut it from 162 to 140? You know, the beautiful thing about this, uh, and glass half full here, guys, is that we have enough time to be able to simulate, you know, in our heads, our thoughts on paper of what our plan of action is going to be when they do make an announcement. And you said, listen, Major League Baseball, first and foremost, is going to make an announcement probably sooner rather than later, right? 
So at least we have this opportunity now to kind of forge ahead and put these plans together because it's not just a simple drop the ball, grab the bat, let's go and play the season. Certainly not from a fantasy uh, perspective. Definitely right. not from a betting or a futures market perspective. There are things to consider, and I do think, you know, where does where does sabermetric, where do the analytics come into play, you know, right now? Everybody is looking at numbers based upon a 162 game season last year, right? Oh, yeah. How the hell do you decipher that compared to? And I made the point, you know, earlier last week where, um, guys, you do realize, like, if you'd have taken, let's say, it's a hundred games. Look at who would have made the playoffs at the 100-game mark last yeah, that's year a good versus, point too. Yeah. versus the end of the year. It's yeah. not the same. You know, 162-game season, I think, produces, gives it enough time to work it out where the best teams advance. I don't know that that's going to be the case here if it's anything less than that. Yeah, no, and, and the other part of it, and we'll talk about this coming up, is the potential of a neutral site World Series. Um I mean, talk about that that being a game changer, too. Wow. The, the one thing is, like, I mean, the Los Angeles Dodgers, who, I mean, uh, provided, I, and look, I think that that um, that they're still good enough in any kind of season that they're going to end up playing to at the very least get to the postseason and get right. close there. But you just basically are taking, I mean, the, the prime advantage in sports away yep. from a team. And, and look, the NBA may have to, uh, you know, react to this as well. I mean, I firmly believe the NBA is coming back, too. It may only be for a playoffs. Right. It probably only should be. I mean, honestly, who cares, right? Like, it, it probably only will be for a playoffs. But uh, a lot to sort out over the next uh, month or so, I yep. would say. And, and by the way, I think that what we've seen in the last 24 or 48 hours is, and, and I don't believe that there's a return to normalcy in terms of our lives at all, but what you can kind of see is some of the sports leagues starting to make announcements and starting yep. to devise plans. And at least from a positive point of view, I think that could be something that we have uh, to look forward to as well. All right, uh, we'll take a quick time out right here on Sports Grid. Coming up next, we'll dive into a little bit more baseball, uh, some of the things that the commissioner of Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, had mentioned in his interview with ESPN. Uh, and, and there's and there's still some topics, I think, around this that are really intriguing to get to, so that we're going to get to that as well. Don't forget, as I always mention, to like and subscribe to the show. Make sure you do that. The shows will get populated and sent to you immediately every single day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We here on Sports Grid are broadcasting for you. Joe is not only on this show, he's on several other shows. You can catch him throughout the day as well. Uh, we have Scott Farrell every single day. He's doing his show. Make sure you catch him. Yep. Uh, and, and by the time next week comes, folks, whenever you're watching this, in all likelihood, we're going to have our full program schedule right back to normal right before it was before the pandemic hit and shut down a lot of our studios, unfortunately, yep. in New York City. Uh, we'll be back with more Sports Grid, more fantasy sports today. Craig Mish, Joe Ranieri. We'll be back right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Grid Network. We're going to be shaking it up on Sports Grid, coast to coast, in-game live. We're going to talk about action, talk about the games, talk about the money lines, the spreads, the teasers, the reverses. There's only one, the world's most famous, the Mecca the Hub. It's beautiful, isn't it? We have action on every game, every night. We got the skinny, the scoop, and the final word for you on Sports Grid. Everybody else pales in comparison. You're soft, we're not. This is New York, baby. Pharrell on in-game live, 7 to 9, only on SportsGrid. Game time decisions. Our first guy that got it in the National Football League, and that, of course, is Sean Payton. He thought that they should postpone NFL free agency due to the coronavirus, and, you know, the NFL obviously has gone forward uh, with it, 
Uh, as a betting man, Cam, I'm willing to bet it that he got it at the track. Yeah, <laughs> so. some old guy. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Friend of, friend of the Saints. Uh-oh. The Sports Grid Network. Fantasy Sports Today, Craig Mish along with Frank Stample trying to get a little bit of an inside edge as to some of the players and what they think their performance may be. Came in big. I always tried to work out heavy and hard in the offseason. I think there's a lot of room to improve because the first half of my season last year wasn't the way I wanted it to go. I do think that Correa is going to be very, uh, healthy this year all year long. I think he's going to have a monster year. I'll bet you out too, but I still have a lot of bases. He's going to be 21 to 30. 30? Yeah, he'll get 30. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mitchell along with Joe Ranieri here with you on the show. If you want to watch our show on demand, you can just hit rewind. We talked a lot about... The loss of opening day, it went and just passed us by with no baseball. Just kind of punched you in the gut, unfortunately. But uh, now we move on from that and kind of move on to what the future of baseball may look like. Talking some fantasy football as well in the previous segment. If In case you're just you know turning on and watching us live right now, we hit a little bit on Brashad Perryman. We hit a little bit on the Rams. And I, and I thought we had a pretty good discussion on what the NFL draft may actually look like. I don't yeah. think anybody's really talking about that right now. But that definitely has to be a topic for some conversation because it's going to be the most watched draft in the history of the NFL, and it's not even going to come close. So the other thing that will happen, and um, and before we get into baseball specifically, uh, you know, it was interesting because uh, Scott Farrell, who, of Mm -hmm. course, uh, you know, hosts here with us, uh, posted a social media clip basically saying, in his opinion, that no one is going to go see baseball games because they're not going to have the money. Now... I will say this. I understand where Scott is coming from, but in my opinion, and it has nothing to do with baseball, by the way, Joe, it could be NBA, it could be soccer. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I think the world is going to go out and go see games, and, and if they have to go broke, they go broke. Like, I mean, are you kidding me? If they open back up the country and there are live sports that we can attend, I mean, that's my view on it. If people aren't going, I think that Scott's view is valid in terms of not having money. The other point would be, will people be scared? Right. That they're still going to, uh, you know, get sick or something would happen. But uh, I, I think that we're all going to be so desperate to see games. I would guess that baseball's attendance, that once it opens up, is going to be sky high. I would guess that NBA attendance, when that opens up, is going to be sky high as well. Where do you sit on this, Joe? Are people going to be running back to games, or are they just going to say, ah, oh, no, I'll just catch them on TV? What do you think? I, you know, I think it's going to differ depending on location of teams. Number one. Um, I, and, and let's take it, you, you and I, Craig, are here in South Florida, right? I can tell you right now, uh, money is not a concern to go to a Marlins game because no, they're giving tickets away for about six bucks. So even the people who might have lost their jobs and we feel for them, um, sure. they could probably still afford to go see a Marlins game. A New York Yankee game, maybe a different story. I, I do think the hotbeds in, in the parts of this country, the California teams, obviously the New York teams, uh, people might be a little bit more hesitant, but if we're being realistic here, guys, the, the folks who can afford to go to a Yankee game and sit behind home plate or in, you know, even a, a decent seat, they can still afford to go to a Yankee game once the, once the uh, you know, once this subsides a little bit here. So sure. I think it'll take a little bit longer, but I think Kansas City Stadium is going to be packed. You know, I think Cleveland St. Louis. is going to be a St. Louis Packed like I Arizona Cubs packed Cubs packed. I think they're going to be a hell. Even the Oakland A's are going to be packed here, guys. I do think, and even the Marlins. I think there's going to be a lot of people. I think they'll do well from it. Yeah. Going to be really excited, and especially Marlins games because those are affordable to begin with. They know they can't price gouge you for the product you're putting out on the field. So if you want to go out and catch some air and go to a game at, there are going to be an awful lot of parks that are going to make that very affordable for people to do. And you and I both know they're probably going to run ridiculous things where come in, show a, a license, an idea, something, and boom, you're in for free anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, people I think are going to be itching to get out and, and do things. And yeah, and, and look, I think it's a fair point that some of the things are cost prohibitive. Yes. But, I, but this country, I don't think people who have gone through this and sat at home for three months are going to be worrying about their debt. They're going to well, I mean, slap. How many bartenders and waitresses were going to baseball games on a regular basis anyway? I, I, I think I think what they're doing, Joe, they're taking out the credit cards and the plastic and just, I'll worry about it later. You right. know what I mean? I'll worry. Right. I, I'll run up my credit card bill, thousands of dollars. I want to get out. There's going to be a rush to give me, give me back my normalcy. Give me yeah, that absolutely. sense of normalcy. And is there anything better than sports? No, that's what it is. Yep. And, and, and listen, 
And, and the only thing that it, it, it could be a, a fever for it, especially if they open up these parks, at least initially, and the NBA games initially, if they don't allow fans in in June, which still, I think, uh, you know, remains a, a strong possibility of, of that happening, too. So we'll get to that as well. Um, the commissioner of baseball uh, was on ESPN and certainly had a lot of things to say as far as possibilities, but a lot of vagueness, which it has to be right now because we yeah. simply don't know. One of the topics, though, that did come up, and we were still waiting on this, and we've been waiting for uh, this a while, and I want to dive into this with you, Joe, a little bit, is, uh, of course, the punishment of the Boston Red Sox for their cheating scandal. Now, we already know, you know, the punishment for the Astros. There are some people that are probably forgotten about it by now, to be honest with you, Joe, and I know that it's going to be, you know, they probably, the Astros, got off better than this that they could have ever imagined right. because there's going to be a shortened season, I know that people will always remember what happened, but I, I think that fans aren't going to be as as angry. Mm -hmm. They're going to be just so happy being at games. They're going to spend all their time yelling at the Astros. I don't think so. Yep. Uh, but it has taken a long time for the, the Red Sox investigation to be done. Now, according to the commissioner, once uh, the other spring training starts again or before the regular season starts again, he said that it's complete and they'll make an announcement on this. Uh, boy, in this day and age, it's hard to believe that the commissioner of baseball is going to drop this hammer on the Red Sox harder than he did the Astros. I, I kind of have a feeling that some of the things that have been reported certainly will happen. They've already lost their manager. There'll right. be some sort of fine. Right. But, like, in this day and age right now with everything going on, how, how can you as the commissioner of baseball, like, just basically – destroy the Red Sox organization. I don't know. What do you think happens here? Not going to happen. I, I, and, and I think, listen, we're ADD America anyway. We're already, oh, look, a squirrel. I mean, we, <laughs> we've, you know, our, our, uh, our attention to, uh, to detail for long periods of time, guys, is just not there. I mean, you know, pick up your phone. It's, uh, it's swipe, 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 swipe. You're, the fact that this has happened is absolutely terrible and it's unprecedented, but to your point, it is uh, just unbelievable the way the Houston Astros, um, you know, this favors them something fierce. It's going to favor the Red Sox, too, so. because yeah. the Red Sox at this point, they are not going to bring down. And they didn't bring the death sentence down onto Houston. So if they're not doing it to Houston, if they're not banning them from postseason and all of this other stuff, we all know $5 million is couch cushion money to baseball owners, not that especially to Red Sox of all teams. Uh, John Henry's probably laughing at that, but... The reality is it was always going to be the biggest punishment. And I think Rob Manfred even alluded to it. The fans will, will carry out the punishment. Well, the fans ain't worried about the Red Sox banging no, on the not. anymore. That's, that's gone. So the both of them, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the people who needed to pay, the face of the franchises, those kinds of things, they're the ones paying the price. And that's just the way it's going to have to be. Um, the truth is... Uh, you know, we're going to, I think this is going to give us a little perspective and go, listen, what the, what they did, banging on, it sucks. But you know what? There are worse things in the world, guys, and we're just happy to have you back. So I do think in, in a very strange and ironic way, um, this somehow or another benefits both the Red Sox and the Astros. Yeah. I mean, you remember how loud the yelling was and the pitchforks and we're going to yep. do this. And now it's like, you don't even hear about it. You don't even talk. We just, everyone just wants sports back. Yep. And, uh, and, and, and look, you're right, man. It's like, it's all about the, uh, of us being the best phrase ever is, is the prisoner of the moment. Right. It's like Rudy Gobert. He can never play again. He's the worst guy ever. He's a... And now it's like, oh, we like forgot about Rudy Gobert. It's like, oh, we're on to the next one. We're on right. to the next. And so, look, I mean, I, I think the Astros will still have a hard time in mm -hmm. wherever they go for the first time, but not nearly as what it would have been if we had a normal regular season. I mean, not fans close. like wearing their masks at baseball games, yelling at the Astros. Like, yep. I, I don't know. Just not going to happen. No. Um, what What are the other interesting uh, parts? about uh, the baseball season when it does happen that's been brought up is that if, if the season does indeed go into October, which it seems very likely my reporting has indicated that as well, is that uh, we're getting closer and closer, Joe, to a possible, I mean, they're saying Thanksgiving, I think that's nuts, but saying that a World Series could be played the first week, let's say, of November. Mm -hmm. And you and I both know that that would more or less eliminate the possibility, if indeed this does come to fruition, of a World Series being played in New York right. in November. Like, I just, I, I can't see it happening. 
Now, on the flip side of that, I mean, you could always use the easiest scenario possible just by looking at the odds. The favorite to win the American League is the Yankees. The favorite to win the, the National League is the Dodgers. The Dodgers are like, oh, okay, no problem. We could just, if we get to the World Series, we could play our three games here. But then you would remove New York from the equation. Can't do it. Right. So uh, possibilities would exist to be at a neutral site ballpark. And obviously this would mean teams like the Arizona Diamondbacks would have to not qualify right. to play. Uh, there'd have to be some preparation too. Like, I mean, what happens if they say that Arizona's a possibility and Arizona gets the National League Championship Series? By right. the way, Diamondbacks pretty good. Chance of that happening is not impossible. Yep. Um, maybe a lesser chance for Miami and the Marlins, of course, but Miami could be a possibility. Mm -hmm. uh, would they play all seven games, Joe, in Miami in the World Series? Would there be two different sites that would host the World Series right. in terms of a neutral site? I think those are some of the questions that we're going to have to start asking ourselves because I don't think that there's a chance that the 2020 World Series is being played in home parks. No, I, I agree with you, especially if it's going that late in the season. And, you know, of course, you got if all goes back to some assemblance of normalcy here, there's going to be the NBA is going to be going on. The Major League Baseball all is going of on. It. All of it <laughs> is going to be going on. And I and I think that, you know, some people worry like, oh, it's just going to be too much. You're never going to have enough. Are you urgency. nuts? Who yeah. says it's going to be too much? Exactly. Are, after it, what we're going through now, if, if exactly. you, that's probably the dumbest comment that somebody could make. It's too much. Yeah. Too much? We have nothing. Yeah, like, oh, Give baseball, it all to me. baseball will be hurt. No, it won't. Listen, anybody who watches the World Series doesn't watch baseball for 162 games. You know what they watch? They watch the damn World Series. Why? It's urgency. So as long as we're creating urgency in situations, NBA playoffs, World Series, you name it, Stanley Cup, anything. Bring it all. I'll take it all. Bring it I'm all on. We, we will gladly not leave the house to be able to watch all there of that is. action Come happen. On. I got. We got no problem with that. But you're right. You are not going to be able to allow it with one team uh, in one city, and then the other city, there's still going to be some question marks. I think they've got some time to figure that out, obviously. Um, but I think there'll probably be multiple sites throughout the country, probably domes in some way, shape, form, yeah, or the other, um, that they would be able to isolate and be able to reserve and say, you know, this will be one of the site locations. And really, to me, you got to play – all seven games because you got to give chance of fans from both sides to fly in. in yeah, hotels. Hey, yeah. you can't be asking people to fly all over the country to chase their team around. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a fair point as well. They may just have to do it in in one spot, yeah, and, that, and and we may end up seeing a World Series here in South Florida after all. Right. Well, I mean, that would definitely favor the Yankees, but yes, <laughs> that would definitely. If it came down to your example, that would definitely favor the Yankees. Yeah. It could. It yep. could. And listen, there are other possibilities as well. Uh, you know, St. Petersburg is one spot, yes, albeit. Absolutely. You know, that's, you know, a uh, you know, possibility uh, certainly as well. Um, the other thing that's that's being discussed and we won't know is, uh, and, and, and Rob Manfred alluded to this, by the way, in the interview, is that a, a creative postseason. And so I, I was like, okay, what does that mean? Now, we've heard about what they were talking about doing previous to all of this happening, which was sort of a... Uh, adding a couple teams to the postseason, and the and the best teams in baseball, Joe, would get a bye, and right. then they'd have this reality show where they get to pick their opponent. I mean, I don't know that you could pull that off now, right? Like, no. I, I mean, I don't think so. No. But no. what does what does that mean? Being creative, does that mean there are going to be two sets of wild cards, shortening the postseason, the World Series is only five games? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean. I I'm, I'm up for any kind of suggestion because I don't have the answer. I'm up for anything that makes it uh, more interesting. Great. But I don't think, you know, it, that's a lot of conjecture and a lot of, hey, maybe we can do this, maybe we can do that, which is all fine. But the reality is if we're talking about 30 games or a month, right. you know, we're still playing anywhere near 120 games or more. I don't think anything changes. Guys. Uh, the numbers will change. The way we play fantasy and the way we bet might change. But the truth is the actual format and the – uh, the basis of baseball and everything that it stands for, it's not changing. So um, I don't know that you're going to make wholesale changes because then what do you do? Let's suppose you do something crazy and fans love it and then next year you're like, ah, we're back to 162 games. We can't offer this anymore. Ah, you can't unring that bell. So I think they need to be careful. If you were talking about playing 60 games, uh, you know, less than half the year, I get it. But if you're going to play more than 120 games, I don't know how you're changing anything. Yeah. Let, let's let's end with this. I want your opinion on this because now we, we can end with a little bit of uh, sports wagering. So 
Um, every year, what I'll do is I'll, and, and we've talked about this before on your shows, uh, is I'll make like one very significant uh, bet right. uh, on on something. And this year, um, as, as you and I have talked about before, it was uh, the San Francisco Giants under their win total. That was right. the big one that I had. I also have one player prop uh, that, that I did get down on also. So before we get into the specifics of that, you have this bet, right? Now, I know a lot of people had that for March Madness. They're going to get all their money back. Right. Do I? Do you think that I just take my money back in this spot, Joe? Like, I mean, aren't I playing? I, I mean, look, I hate to advocate not betting. We're a sports betting network. We want to give you the most information right. and give you the best chance to win. I get that. I got to tell you, I'm feel, and it's not about finances or anything along those lines. I mean, whether I win or lose mm -hmm. any bet, I'm always going to be in a position to be able to accept it or lose it. Right. It's discretionary income. Right. But I don't like losing and taking chances, and I just feel like I may be better off just getting my money back in these spots, like especially if the season is cut by 30 or 40 games. I mean, I don't know. Like, if they would do – what are you going to do? Are you – I mean, I guess – Give me them all back. Every one of my futures bets. Yeah. And remember, you made those bets based upon certain things happening, right? Now, there's always variance in every sport in baseball. We get it. You know, that's why a lot of the books is important to understand. You know, most books, anybody that bet on a win total, it's based upon at least 160 games on a 162-game sure. yeah. season. We ain't going to get that. There ain't no reason to hold your bet out there because you made that bet. You thought the value was based upon them playing at least 162 games. Now right. that it's changed, there's no way, you know, letting it ride, the odds might go up, uh, you know. Oh, no, I think that I think that everyone will get well, – I guess my, I should have – Pull it I back. Okay, pull so right. Back. Well, my point is, is that, okay, um, I, I think everybody's going to pull it back. I guess the question is, is do I go after that same opinion again? I do, in that's a, shorter... a great question. Think about that. Now, all right, I don't so know Giants that I do. I don't know terrible. that I want to do it. Right, the Giants are going to be terrible, it. but we watched the Giants hit lightning in the bottle. How much – they hit lightning in a bottle for 30 days. There goes your bet if you're right. Your so, so let's say they readjust it from 68 and a half or 69 to 63, right? right? But do I trust it anymore? Right. Like you said, it's a shortened season. I have to look at this, what the schedule is. Uh, They're going to expand me. the rosters. Yep. I think it changes so much. Yep. And I and I hate to not advocate something. Yep. And like and like another one of the ones that I, I really liked a lot was uh, Zach Gallon's wins for the season. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna uh, take, there's a I'm, few of those too that I have. I, I gotta still just, like I gotta get out. Yeah. I, they, yeah. There's still a couple I like too, but a lot of that you have to reevaluate. I think so too. Great point, Joe. All right, uh, that'll do it for the show. Uh, thanks again to all of you who are watching. Stay safe. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.